What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV Fiery Fridays. Some big news this week. James Harden, uh, one of the best scorers in the league, who was paired up with Embiid for a few years, has been traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. And they've got uh, potentially four first ballot Hall of Famers on that roster now. I didn't think they were doing too bad to start the year, but they have gone out on a limb to get James Harden. Uh, we will get into that trade a little bit. The NBA season's kicked off. I think each team's about four or five games in at the moment. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. Bailey, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, just keeping up with the NBA here and there. Obviously, plenty of games going across uh, each day. But yeah, big trade to start off probably the, the second week of basketball, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, James Harden swore on everything that he wouldn't play for their GM, uh, Daryl Morey, and he, he didn't end up playing for them again. So they, they ended up getting a trade-off. Uh, I want to ask your thoughts, initial thoughts on the trade. Um, James Harden, PJ Tucker, Philippe, I'm not going to attempt his last name, yep. uh, the European guy they got in the offseason. Uh, they landed back. They got Robert Covington. Um, Batum. Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, about five picks and a pick swap. Um, and they cleared up cap space. So who do you think won the trade and what are your initial thoughts? Well, pretty clearly Clippers win the trade overall when you're talking just like talent for talent. However, I think it suits both teams more considering when you've got a player like James Harden who's sitting there doing nothing anyway. It can't hurt to move him for anything, even if it was just picks. Um, now, what can those players do for Philly? I mean, they can probably fill their roles. Players like Covington, Morris, uh, Batum, they can all go out there and put up 10 and 9 and be pretty consistent, shoot the three ball. So I think they're going to help Philly overall. Now it gives Maxi the chance to live up to... Um, well, they said he was off the... No matter what, they said there is not one player in the league that they would have traded him for coming into this season, I'm pretty sure. So obviously they've got big belief in him. He now gets the chance to take on that role and he's been doing very well to start the season. Now coming over to the Clippers, um, obviously on paper, looks amazing. I still don't know how it would work. Um, that's why I'm not an NBA coach. That's their job. But at the end of the day, when you've got James Harden, probably the second best ISO scorer I've seen behind Kevin Durant and you have two defensive wings who can go out and easily put up 20 a night and one of the best point guards we've seen in the last couple of years who has done a really good job I think of dropping his rollback being way more efficient from the field he's shooting I think I looked today early he was two from four from three you know 50 percent from the field and he always gets his assists and rebounds in Westbrook so they've got all the pieces I don't know when they get into the half court, they kind of made it work in Houston with Russ and James Harden. Russ kind of just stood in the corner and was that attacking attacking guard, whether he can space the floor a bit more now. seems to be shooting it a bit better. I don't know what they do. So like Kawhi's a spot-up shooter and Paul George got to be like that in OKC. Um, and then when Russ is with the ball, you don't really see Harden shooting too many catch and shoots either. So... They're going to have to change. Russ has changed. Now it's time for maybe James Harden to be more of that catch-and-shoot player. But, yeah, it's good for both. Yeah, I liked it for Philly. Um, you know, Harden wasn't going to play anyway. So you offload a guy that had a little bit of trouble in the locker room. He said a few things in the offseason. 
uh, said he wasn't going to play, didn't show up to training camp. Uh, we don't know the full reason or the extent to, as to why he didn't show up to training camp, but um, you offload a guy. It sounded like from what the reports and Shams and Woj were saying that they weren't getting much for him. I don't think many people were that high on James Harden this offseason or, you know, were willing to give up half their roster for him. Um, so to get back, you know, four picks, a pick swap, clear the cap space you did. They offloaded PJ Tucker's 30 mil a year um, or 20 mil a year, whatever he's getting paid, which is huge um, for a guy that, you know, as much as he is a defensive wing, I don't think he produces that much to, to how much he's getting paid. Um, mm. And to get back four wings and a, a three wings that have veteran experience in Covington, who used to play in Philly, uh, Nick Batum, who's a massive veteran in this league, uh, Marcus Morris, who brings a grit. Um, and then you get a young guy in KJ Martin, who I think is a good good player, a good rim runner. And I think he's going to play a similar role to what Ubre is doing on that team um, with a bit less of a three ball. So I think Philly did really well to get those guys in return. You build around Harden. I mean, Maxi, you look at his averages this year, he's averaging 30.3 points a game, 6.7 rebounds and six assists. Yeah, uh, and that's on 56% from deep and 50% from the field, like yeah. 91% from free throw. So the efficiency is absolutely insane over three games. Um, James, uh, Joel Embiid, the last two games, has played absolutely unreal as well. So we'll see how it goes. I think maybe this is what they needed. You know, they were always trying to pair Jimmy, James Harden, maybe just a young Tyrese Maxey and, you know, wings and some grit guys around Embiid. Um, that might be the way to do it. Uh, but I, I don't I don't necessarily think it's do or die for Philly. I don't think Embiid leaves if it goes wrong this year. But we'll see how they go. They freed a lot of cap space. Um, there's word that they're going to try and go get Zach Levine. Maybe DeRozan. Um, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. Maybe Siakam. We'll see what happens. But I would play it out until all-star break and then kind of, see, kind of base your next move of how you're going. Clippers, yeah. on the other hand... Um, uh, like everyone else, I'm just not sure how it's going to fit. Uh, like you said, Harden and Westbrook are going to have to figure it out. Me personally, I'd push PJ Tucker to the four, Harden to the one, and run get Russ to run the bench mob. Bones Highland's playing pretty good to start the season as well. So does he move to the shooting guard off the bench? Uh, bit of a weird one. I don't Terrence think Terrence Mann's Kawhi, coming back. Yeah, Terrence Mann's coming back. I don't think you run Kawhi at the four. Um, I've seen a, a few people kind of break that down. It's kind of got me raising some question marks, so I'm just not sure. I mean, he can guard fours. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I just think I just think you'd rather the height and the defense. So I'm going to I'm gonna say you push Russ to the bench and bring some firepower off the bench, even though Russ is having a great year to start. Um, I think 13, 7, and 6. He's averaging all right shooting. James Harden last year, through 58 games, put up 21 a game, 10.7 assists with six rebounds, um, 38% from deep. So Harden's Harden. We'll see how he goes, um, and we'll see how the Clippers go. Hopefully not a second-round exit again. Uh, we'll get into the second question. The Clippers now, now that they have this new roster, um, are they the new favorites? If not, um, I want you to list in order. Who are your favourites to win the title this year if the Clippers aren't the new ones? Are they? Does it, have we looked? Well, is are they your favourites? Oh, no. <clears throat> as much as I like it, like, and I've been a big fan of the Clippers every year, thinking at their best, 
I'm a big believer in Kawhi Leonard that he can get the job done. Um, but it's not the kind of player, not that James Harden's not really talented. It's not the kind of player that goes onto that team and now I go, you're number one. Whereas, say, if Kevin Durant went there and then ran there for, I'd be thinking the complete opposite. Like, okay, there's no way you get beat now. Um, in saying that, I still think the, the Nuggets have to be number one, but yeah. I'm loving Golden State at the moment. Got a tough win again today. Killed the Kings on Saturday. I think Kings did make a late run, but they were all over them. Um, and yeah, I'm a not not that Golden State will be favorite anywhere, but they're my my favorites to win the whole thing. But I can see why Clippers have definitely firmed in the in the sports bet market or whatever. Yeah, um, I don't have them as my favorite still after getting Harden. Um, I think they're going to run into injuries. I think that's a pretty easy prediction. Um, I hope they don't. So, but I think something's going to happen. I, I just have a gut feeling. I'm going to put Boston as my favorite. I think they look unbeatable at this point. Like if someone told me at the end of the season that the Boston Celtics only lost five or six games, I would really just not be surprised. They look, they want, they beat the Pacers by 50 today. Um, and they're, they're four or five and oh at the, at the moment. So Boston Celtics look unbelievable. I'll put them one, the Denver Nuggets. I'll put two, uh, those two teams There's a big gap between them I think I'll put I think I still put Phoenix above the Clippers um I was still yet to see Bradley Beal play for them uh I'll put the Bucks uh, the Bucks have been pretty disappointing but we know how Damian Lillard gets in a four game series to beat Giannis and Dame four times I think it's going to be pretty hard to do Middleton's still getting comfortable I think they'll be all right then I'll put Golden State I think, you know, the leadership of those guys. Draymond's come back. He played an excellent game today. Um, Clay hit the game winner. I think he's still getting a little bit comfortable. Mm. Um, and Chris Paul's still trying to find his role on the team. And I think they're, they're playing really well. Uh, Curry, Curry's playing MVP basketball at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the last dude you want to go up against in a playoff series. Then I'll put the Clippers. So you had them in the West not making the playoffs. You had them ninth, I think, last week. Who, the Clippers? Yeah. Now... Yeah, seven play in, play in. Yeah, you had them play in. Yeah. Now, what do you have them in the West? Well, since the season started, they have looked really good. I know they lost to the Lakers today, but they were they were close. Um, but other than that game, they've looked really, really good as a team. Um, so I had the Grizzlies six. They've started mm-hmm. 0 five. Adams Adams went down. That was before I said it. That Brandon Clark hasn't played. Jar Morant's still out for another what twenty five games. So it's it's really going to be struggle street for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, and I'd be looking at free agents or some something to, you know, pick up the slack. Maybe maybe Demarcus Cousins. Um, I'm not too sure, but I would drop Memphis Grizzlies down a lot. I have them below the Thunder, the Kings, the Clippers. I would drop them down. So I'd move the Clippers up to about yeah, six or seventh. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to see them in the play, and maybe six. I'll go six. Um, into question three. Uh, name two players in the free agent market that would you and what team you would like to see them on if they were to come back in the league. You have the choice. I'll list my two first. Um, the first one, I'll go John Wall, uh, personal favorite player. I think the Lakers need a little bit of depth off the bench. I know they got Gabe Vincent, um, but I think when it comes to playoff, Gabe Vincent's every time he's been on, um, it hasn't really impressed me. I think John Wall 
matches up pretty well with these all-star guards and could bring a bit of depth to the Lakers bench. And then I said it before, I'll go DeMarcus Cousins uh, to Memphis. I think, you know, he was a he was a top five big. A lot of people said that if he comes back now, he'll be a top five big. And there's an opportunity there in Memphis. They've lost their starting center. Why not bring him back? So those, those would be my two. Yeah, I'll say Blake Griffin wouldn't be able to give you a team. It'd be a team that I would have high, defic- uh, high defense rating. And what you do, you just bring him on for that extra bit of offense. It's weird how quickly the NBA can move on, like move on from players. You look back four or five years on Detroit, he's playing MVP basketball. And then all of a sudden last year, he couldn't get any minutes on the Celtics. And now bang, he's out of the league. So just like that, he's gone. He's got to be some kind of value somewhere. I feel like a team like the Bucks could kind of work for him. They're usually pretty good defensively. You could kind of have him and Yanis at the four and four and five. And, um, you know, Yanis is going to be able to out-rebound most, most centers anyway. And then you get a bit of speed out in transition. And the other one's Rudy Gay. He's like that kind of, the kind of forward, like those, you know, Covington's, Batum's, Morris's, um, that just fit in anywhere. They give you a couple of minutes. They've got the veteran experience. They can shoot the ball. They can play decent defense. And they're just that wing that you might need. A team like the Lakers could suit a player like that. But at the same time, they've got Vanderbilt coming back. So they're just kind of two off the top of my head. But yeah, I wouldn't mind to see Blake on the on the box. I reckon that would suit him. Yeah. On to question four. Um, I'm going to kind of break this question into two. Um, are there any teams slash players that you want to apologize based on your preseason predictions looking at the latter at the moment? And I'll ask the second question after this. Okay. So um, yeah. Oh, you, do you want to go? Yeah. I'll apologize firstly to the Raptors. I thought they were going to be complete disaster this season. I know it's only been four games and it might be early days, um, but I think they look pretty good compared to what I thought they were going to look like. Dennis Schroeder's looking like he's going to be a really good pickup for them. Uh, Siakam's had a pretty rough start to the season. I think he played really good uh, to finish up the game against the Bucks, But um, they look like a pretty well-knit group. They're playing defense. They look like a grit and grind team. Um, and maybe they maybe they slot into the eighth or ninth position. I had them come in like 12th or 13th. So not a huge difference, but... I felt like I disrespected the Raptors a, a little bit. They're always kind of contending. So I'll say, I'll say sorry to the Raptors. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say sorry to every team that I had over the Grizzlies. Um, thinking back on it, like who do that? Like looking at that team, they're 0-5. There is zero hope. I don't care if Jar comes back after 30 games. They could, for all money, be 5-25. and 25. It doesn't matter how good he is. You can't just put that player back and they're going to be all of a sudden good. Yeah. Yes, I've had some hard luck stories, but I will be shocked if they don't finish second last in the West alongside the Houston Rockets. So I don't know where I put them. I don't think I had them. They weren't in my top eight, but I think they might have been ninth or 10th. And there's no way. I reckon they are horrible at the moment and I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, the Grizzlies have been disappointing. I look down their roster, you know, Jaron, you're kind of relying on Jaron 30. You're kind yeah. of relying on Bane 30. Um, and then Marcus Smart ne- needs to drop about 20. And then if all that happens, you know, you're still relying on a few role players to drop 15 or 10. Um, so they, they, they lost to the Pelicans on their opening game. They lost to the Nuggets in a close one. Then they lost to the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards only win. 
then they lost quite confidently to the Mavericks. And then today they got 24 pieced by the Utah Jazz. So mm-hmm. horrible cool. start. They've got a back-to-back against Portland. So maybe they can snag one against them. Um, but it's not looking too bright over there in Memphis. Um, is there anyone that you kind of want to, this is the second part of the question. Um, is there anyone that you kind of want to tell them to kind of lift their game up a little bit that you were kind of hyping up before the season? Um, hmm. The one off the top of my head is Scoot Henderson. Not that I thought he was going to be rookie of the year over Shet or Wembenyama, but he is playing well, well, well below anything we've seen from a rookie, I feel like, ever. 5% from three, just every single game it's not on. Like, he's not playing. I don't know what it is, but, yeah, he's the one off the top of my head. Give me another one. I'll be able to think of someone soon. It's just because I saw a post today of him and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, I think mine would be Trey Young. Uh, mm-hmm. The shooting has been horrible. We, we both had Hawks in the top four in our East. Um, they've picked it up lately. I think they're three and two now after their win against the Wizards, but they started 0-2. And, um, and, you know, John Collins leaving, I thought that his numbers would slightly go up. I mean, they can't go up too much. He averaged 30 and 10, but I thought it would rise to about 34 and about 13. Um, but yeah, it's been disappointing start to this year for Trey Young. I don't know his shooting splits. Hasn't been fantastic. I know that for sure. Um, I'm looking at it right now. He's averaging 21, 10. He's still averaging 10 assists, 21, 10 and two. Uh, he's shooting 23% from three and 30% from the field, um, which isn't great at all. The total number of shots. So from the field in total, he's shooting 22 from 71 and from three, he's shooting seven from 29. So, not a good start for Trey Young. I had really high hopes for him. Hopefully he can turn around. We're only four games in. I think he's known for starting the seasons off pretty slow um, and then kind of heating up midway through. So we'll see how they go. But that would be my one, Trey Young. I'm surprised you haven't said the big duo in Washington, Paul and Kuzma. If you're going to lose every game, give the fans a bit of a show. Just go out and put up 30 each, some crazy stuff. You're going out there and putting up 13 points, horrible shooting, getting pumped. Like it's... Both of them, you've got the chance to up your up your pay maybe for next year, give the fans something to get excited for on a Friday night if they go and watch a game and you're just doing a whole lot of nothing. Like, who's your best player at the moment? Maybe Kuzma. Yeah, and it's just not like anything that we haven't seen from him before. And he, there's no reason he shouldn't be doing more. Yeah, I think Kuzma is a good player. I think he's probably the only player that is playing good basketball in the Wizards at the moment. Um, Denny Arty has been good in spurts, but... At the end of the day, I was I was telling someone the other day, the, the Wizards is a disaster. I mean, they had an eighth pick in Denny Avdia. Johnny Davis was an eighth pick. Koulibaly, the ninth pick, who looks like he's going to be an eight-year, ten-year project. Looks like a good player, but he's just not ready. Um, Corey Kispert, 14th pick. I mean, they've got Gafford, who was a 14th pick from the Bulls. I mean, you've got these lottery picks. And pretty much you can build a roster around. You know, you, you go and get Jordan Poole, who averaged 20 behind Curry who has championship experience. You get Kuzma, who was a third string on the championship Lakers. I mean, you got young guys that have championship experience. You you can't, if you can't build a team around the lottery picks that you have, I just think, I, I don't know what's going on over there in Washington. I mean, Johnny, Johnny Davis might be the worst pick in Wizards history. I mean, he has done a big load of nothing. 
And I like Johnny Davis, and I think he's good. But the only time he sees the court is preseason or summer league, and it, it's 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 a horrible watch. I mean, they could honestly, if they go up against the Sydney Kings in Sydney on a good night for Sydney, uh, I pro- I promise you, I wouldn't count out Sydney. So, <laughs> what we, saw, we saw Adelaide beat Phoenix. It's not a horrible horrible take, but uh, like full trying, like a playoff yeah. game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney go in and kick their ass. You know what I've been thinking? Everyone was saying, oh, can't wait for Paul to get out of Golden State. It's going to be so good for him. But that system is made for a player like Curry, yeah. Clay, Paul. It's made to get you shots, to be able to make your own move and score the basketball. Now he comes where the defensive focus is all on him and he's everyone's thinking, oh, all of a sudden he's just going to you know, be putting up 30 a game. When realistically, when you've got the best defender on you and he's not guarding the two best shooters we've ever seen, it's a whole lot harder. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a pretty poor performance this year from Paul and all those, you know, fans who are saying, oh, thank God he's out of Golden State have to kind of put their money where their mouth is because he had everything set up for him in that Golden State system with one of the best coaches we've seen with the two best shooters we have ever seen. So, yeah, I think he could struggle a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not too worried about Jordan Paul. I mean... He's he's out there, go and shoot. I'm pretty sure that's the message they give him before every game is go out there and you know, you know, do your fancy dribbles and get a shot up. Um, the shooting splits they've been pretty bad so far, but I mean, you know, we've missed Gafford for two of the games, so we've had Mike Muscala running the five. He looks like he can't move his feet. Um, you know, we got Gallo, who's coming up to the end of his career. He's pretty horrible. He can't move his feet either. Like it's a, it's a it's just an absolute mess over there. And Tyus Jones, he's I really like the pickup of him. Um, I haven't always been the hugest fan of Tyus Jones, but I mean, his defense is just not, it's non-existent. He's, he's undersized. He lets everything pass. He's had a few good offensive games. Like his turnover ratio is pretty good to assist, turnover to assist ratio. But it's just, I mean, you got DeLon Wright sitting on the bench. You got Bilal Kulabali sitting on the bench when we need to stop. It's just a disaster. Um, so... We'll I mean, see how they go. Come. I mean, it's a rebuild. They're, they're trying to get a pick, and you know, we're going to get a generational guy come in, and just hopefully he's not as bad as our recent picks. You're going to get someone like, I mean, hopefully it's Tyrese Proctor. Honestly, you could probably pair him at the one with Jordan Poole, but I don't like know. If, Maybe Alex Saar from Perth. He can run the what, five. Why not run all your picks? Like, if they're not getting any minutes or anything, like you're already you're yeah. already screwed. At well, least Johnny you- Johnny's been back for. He's going into his third game now, and he played a pretty good preseason. He, he's had two first, he's had two rough first games, um, but I mean, Kispert's been disappointing this year. I thought he'd take a leap. It's only been five games, but yeah, I don't know what's going on over there in Washington. Could be um, the play development system. Yeah, or the scouting team. I don't know what it is. Anyway, Can't we'll get to <laughs> spent ten minutes on the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into the questions of the week. Uh, what's your one? Uh, I've got it written down because I always. Well, We'll, we'll both answer your question of the week because I don't really have one this week. Mine was kind of the second question in question four, so we'll only do one this week. Okay, so who was who was a team, first of all, that you had going better coming into the season than what you've seen after five games? Um, I, I mentioned Trey Young before, so I'll say... I'll say Zach Levine. No, team, team. Oh, team. Um, yeah. Okay. So, well, Zach Levine would be my player. Team yeah. team that I think would be better than what they are now. Um, 
Let me just quickly what's yours? Let me just quickly look at the NBA letter. Well, I thought the Bucks would be better than what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So they've gone, they're going worse than what I think than what I thought they would be. That'd be one for sure. Like they should be same thing as Boston. Maybe, you know, four and one or something. What are they? Two two and two? Two and two. Three and two. Yeah, two and two. It's not going to cut it at the moment. I know they're still working things out and it's early, but the, that's the whole point of the question. You know, first, when you went into the season, I think we had them at number one in the East and pretty clearly Boston's number one. Yeah. So I'll say a few here. I'll say f- about three. I'm going to say the Miami Heat. I thought they would be around six. They still got Jimmy, Bam, and Hero came back. Hero's mm-hmm. been playing really well. They've started the season one and four. Yeah, um, pretty disappointing start for them, and they don't really have any injuries, to to my knowledge. So, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna eventually flick the switch and get into the play in playoffs, but pretty bad start for Miami. Um, I'm gonna say the Lakers. They're three and two, and they got a good win against the Clippers today. They almost blew it. They were up eight with free throws with like a minute left, and the Clippers forced overtime. Um, I thought the Lakers got tremendously better this offseason. I thought they'd be I think the two losses they had um could have been wins. So I'll go I'll go Lakers. I'm not not really they don't they just don't look dominant. That's what I'll say. They don't look dominant as I thought they would. I had them in I had them as my third seed or second seed. Yeah. Um and my last one maybe the Timberwolves. I mean they're sitting at 2 and 2 now. But I thought Ant, Cat, Gobert, you know, going into their second year, teams kind of, as a, as a team total, they didn't make many moves this offseason. Naz Reed's one year closer into his career. Um, I thought they would be looking pretty nice to start the season, but it's still early. Yeah, um, it is. I think the Bucks, the Bucks is a pretty good pick. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other hand, who's who did you have really well? Sorry, who did you have really bad now that are overachieving? Like, who have you gone? Oh, they're actually doing better than I thought. It even could be Boston just 4 or no, like something like that. Just someone who you didn't think they'd be going this good so far. Um, I said the Raptors before, so I'll stick with the Raptors. I think they're two and three, but they got a good win over the Bucks to start. I thought they'd be looking like a disaster. I thought the Bucks would come out and whoop them today. Um, so they're not they're not doing horribly. It wouldn't surprise me if they finish eighth. Um, and another team is I mean, the Spurs look like they want to compete. I th- I think mm-hmm. I had the Spurs, I think, just. I think I had them 12th or 13th. They actually look like they want to go out there and win. So, I mean, they got Vassell, Kelden, and Wemby. It's a pretty good big three. They got the pieces around them. Maybe they push for a play-in spot. Um, so, I'll say, I'll say the Spurs. I thought they were going to go for, like, maybe 20 wins this season. It's looking like it's going to be about 35. Yep. I'm I'm probably with you on the Spurs to be honest. The fact that they're two and two already in front of teams like Sacramento, Phoenix. I know that some of the, it's five games, but that was the whole point of the question. Yeah. Um, Utah, Portland, like people could have easily marked them last this season, um, with all the pickups the Rockets made. But yeah, it's probably a good one. They're they're probably overachieving a little bit at the moment, which is good to see. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys for joining us this week on Fiery Fridays. Make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms at TV and following us on whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening on. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.